1: Welcome to the Lights Camera Pro Podcast, where we interview entertainment pros about their careers and how they became successful in the industry. The secrets to their success here every week. Here's your host,
2: Sean Ventura. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lights Camera Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Ventura, and I just want to say go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe, rate, and review. Today's guests are Brock and Pep from Ottawa, Canada. Their podcast is called Unsportsmanlike Convo with Brock and Pep. It's a sports podcast. They talk Canadian sports, but they also talk U.S. sports, NFL, MLB, NHL. They're great guys. So much fun to talk to. Here we go. Hey, everybody. We are live. This is Sean Ventura here with the Lights Camera Pro podcast, and I'm here with Brock and Pep from canada they are ottawa canada um they are the unsportsmanlike convo podcast they talk about sports they're sports fanatics we're going to talk about sports today how are you guys doing thanks for doing this guys
1: awesome man it's uh, it's great to hear from you it's just a great little project you got going on i like it yeah, yeah thanks for having us yeah
2: man um so why don't you guys just quickly tell well take your time we're in no rush um just tell us about how you met and how you started the podcast. So many people are are interested in how podcasts get started. So just tell us your story.
1: Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, I'll take the lead. Uh, Pep and I have been friends for years and uh, teammates playing basketball and, and a variety of different sports. And uh, Pep actually started... Um, a Facebook page called Pep Talk, where it was a kind of a platform for um, him and his buddies to talk sports and share different videos or highlights and thoughts and, um, you know, uh, different anecdotes related to sports. And uh, Pep's always kind of had the, uh, the gift of gab and he was on the radio and, and doing a variety of different things. And I started to play with the podcast idea um, when I was more of a, from a, a football coach's standpoint, uh, I was going to get into doing, a, a a hoggy hangout, which was a O-line coaches specific podcast. And I remember going to a, a conference down in Cincinnati where I met, uh, Howard Mudd and, um, Anthony Munoz and, and some of those guys and, and pitched the idea, which they loved. Um, but for me, it was from a solo aspect, trying to just, pick the brains of the coaches. I was really trying to figure out how to do that properly. And uh, from, you know, again, from a coaching and training type aspect, I thought video would be very important. And I wasn't quite grasping how I would make that work. Needless to say, I thought, okay, I should start some practice with the podcast and the equipment just to kind of get used to it. And I started one for my fantasy football league. Uh, But then I started to talk to, to Pierre and I thought, hey, I said, do you ever think of making pep talk a a podcast and something we can actually do uh, verbally? And he obviously, he liked the idea. So we started to screw around with that a little bit um, from a a pep talk branding aspect. And we did it for our friends and family. And then um, we decided to kind of take the next level. And uh, that's where unsportsmanlike Convo sort of came from because pep talk, that actual slogan seemed to be all over the place of podcasts. So we decided to go from a different name, but um, I mean, it's been a lot of fun and it's, a, and it's an excuse for the two of us to get together and, uh, and hang out and talk sports, all the stuff that we love. So for me, it's been phenomenal.
2: Cool. And Pep, do you want to say anything about it? Like how it got started or?
3: Well, yeah, Brock mentioned, you know, the, the Facebook page that I, that I named Pep Talk. Um, and again, it was something that I started just as a platform for my close friends to, chat about the flavor of the day like there were lots of stories on a daily when sports was actually up and running right but the the niche that i tried to create initially was to have it uh, as a respectful group so i mean i follow barstool i follow the score i follow some of those really big sports uh, facebook pages but oftentimes you know some of those threads get very political and very personal and yeah so i i just thought to myself well, i'm just going to invite 100 150 people that i know And if they want to bring people into the chat, it has to be on a respectful level. And no one's we're not going to agree all the time. That's for sure. But you can prove your point without insulting somebody. So we tried to keep it in that realm. When we're in the podcast world, that may not be realistic in the long run. But, um, you know, in terms of Facebook pages, it's kind of our rule number one. Just like don't insult anybody. Don't don't go personal. Don't go racist. Don't go religion. Don't go Mm -hmm. political. Um. Let's stick to sports. If you got a sports take, great. It's been really hard these days because everything seems to be, you know, very political and very right. racially charged. And we're trying to to do our best to just sort of stay neutral and uh, and try to guide people in the right con- conversation direction. If that makes any sense. So, uh, but yeah, no. With the way Brock explained our our history, you know, we go back, geez, thir- thirty years, twenty five years.
1: Uh, 25 not, years yeah let's not count numbers in that sense yeah that's not important a that's way. not important not so yeah so uh do you guys know the starters
3: uh on the nba the nba guys in canada yeah i've seen them i you know i tend to follow leo routins and um uh, uh and jack i'm not sure if you're familiar with jack who does the raptor games with matt uh, matt devlin <clears throat> but uh, no, uh, I don't watch the starters. No, I'm do, do you know them personally?
2: Uh, no, well, yeah, I met them, but uh, I they were at NBA TV and I they've left, but uh, I did some shows with them. Um, and I was just curious because they came from Canada, but they were just all NBA. Uh, and it looks like from your Facebook page that you're not Canada centric sports, you're all sports.
1: For the most part, we're the, the, the major four, five kind of sports. Um, yeah, we, uh, obviously we have a, a, a focus on Canadian teams and ones that, you know, we're very familiar with. Um, and a lot of our audience is familiar with, but we, we do cover everything or we try to cover as much as possible. Everything we're interested in, I guess, don't ask me about soccer and don't ask me about (laughs) some of those other ones. Tennis
2: or lacrosse. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about, we're going to go back to more podcast stuff in a second, but I'm just curious, what do you think about this uh, Ezekiel Elliott getting COVID and some Cowboys and uh, Texans getting COVID? Do you think that's going to affect the the start of the NFL or anything like that?
1: Uh, I personally, I just actually shared that. I saw that news and I, I know Texas was one of the first states to sort of open things up a little bit more and they were allowing, I think, 50% of fan capacity at some of their uh, events moving forward. So am I surprised that, um, you know, these are coming up from Texas-based teams? Not really. Uh, but I also think that uh, that it will have an effect moving forward in terms of whether there's a season or not. And after all of the uh, protests that were across the states uh, with Mass gatherings, I think the next week or so is going to be a, a very good indication as to where this covid situation is, how manageable it is, and um you know a sports will the result will affect sports and, and what seasons kind of go forward and, right. you know, it
3: it spreads quickly right like this is this virus is unpredictable it is uh, it's mutating it's mutated a couple of times here in Canada we seem to have it under control here in the nation's capital but it's a tricky it's a tricky virus and you're putting teams now they talk about these hub cities for for training camps look you're putting 100 guys under a dome if one guy gets it you know he puts all their coaches at risk I mean there's Vic Fangio for the Denver Broncos he's in his mid 60s you know he can't afford to get covid yeah
2: the coaches you know? are really old in the NFL yeah yeah so I mean uh, you know there's there's issues there and you know what I don't know if you guys have seen it but I watched some I'm not a big NASCAR fan but I watched a couple NASCAR races and a, and a few soccer Bundesliga uh games and the stadiums are empty and it's not the same.
1: No, not at all. I watched the NASCAR ones too. Um because it's on and I had a couple buddies who were NASCAR fans and uh I remember watching it when I was uh, at school at Colgate there's a couple of the uh buddies who were big NASCAR guys so I kind of started following it so I just picked it up again and uh, it's nowhere near uh, as exciting as with the fans. Um, and NASCAR is at such a uh, – the fans don't impact it that much anyway, where we're already noticing a difference with the NASCAR with no fans, but the impact is lower, where a, t- a, a sport like football or basketball, baseball, even a baseball, maybe not quite as much. But the other two, where the, the fans are very much engaged and – uh, riled up for the majority of the of the the game, that's going to have a pretty significant impact. Hockey as well, obviously. Uh, sorry, I never, didn't mean to leave that out. Canadians, hockey. That's the, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 eerie. It's a different it's a different uh, feel for sure. I, our, Toro- our Toronto Raptor
3: fans here in Canada are insane, and I got mm-hmm. goosebumps watching them uh, last year and uh, the Jurassic Park just outside the ACC. Um, so pretty exciting
2: stuff. Yeah, very exciting stuff. So this is a weird question, but um, there's a guy I'm interviewing on Friday. He's got a Washington Wizards podcast, but his co-host is Larry Hughes, who's an ex-player. And
3: <laughs> Larry.
2: yeah, Larry Hughes. a
3: running mate for a couple of years.
2: Yeah. Um, so he's uh, he's got him as a co-host. And I didn't realize that there's like a whole network. It's called this Believe, but it's B-L-E-A-V, Believe. Um, so I was just curious if you guys have ever interviewed players from sports or you've had guests on your shows.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, well, we've had a few guests on our shows already who are, you know, one of them, our best episode is still uh, one with Ken Tasker, who's a... Um, you know, a journeyman through the the hockey ranks, but he's notorious for his fighting ability. And okay. he was on all the sports disasters when sports go wrong. Um, And he's a he's a guy that uh, that I've known forever. And I remember still this day being down at school at Colgate, uh, and my roommate saying, "Brock, come take a look at this. You'll love it. It's a hockey fight." And then I'm watching it, and it's all blurry. There's no HDTV back then, and I said. Uh, I said, turn up the volume a bit and I'm just, oh, task it with the right, task it with the right. And I'm like, I can't make out his face because, again, I, if I'm dating myself, we're going back quite a bit. But I'm like, oh, that's, I know him. And he's just going toe-to-toe with somebody. And that episode was one of the best uh, ones we've had to date. And we've asked for a lot of follow-ups within that one. And we're actually looking at doing uh, a, a few different segments with guys that, um, that are currently playing or retired um, who – have the ability to share more stories than guys that are currently still with an organization because they're kind of a little bit more limited as to um, what they feel comfortable uh, expressing and stories they want right. to tell until they're kind of out. Once they're out, the filter is off. Uh, the Tasker fight was that Trevor Sen? Uh, that one for the Sports Go Bad was a Trevor Sen? Yeah. If
3: you if I'm not a I'm not a real big bloodlust kind of guy, but if you're uh, if you're into hockey fights or if your fan base want to ever see probably the best fight you'll see in hockey it's tasker versus ken tasker versus trevor sen it's two minor league teams i i, I wouldn't don't remember who we played for but toledo storm toledo storm it's uh pretty
2: pretty wild stuff. pretty brutal yeah i grew up with the bruins and the celtics so oh. terry, <laughs> yeah. terry o'reilly and a, a lot of those guys uh knocking out teeth so was it Kevin McHale
3: who clotheslined uh, Kurt Rambis or or James Worthy. I can't remember who it was in the playoffs, but
2: uh, I don't know if it was Kevin McHale. But when I was working at Turner, he was in the hallways, man, and he is giant. Like he's, yeah. he's <laughs> Kevin just, McHale, yeah, Kevin McHale, yeah, yeah. Shaq's in the hallways, like um, Kevin McHale. I like come up to Shaq's waist, you know, <laughs> like he's just seven foot one. He's <laughs> massive. Um, Big Diesel. How do you promote your podcast? How do you get it out to people? Are you using social media? It's a big question from new people. Are you doing like I found out from some people that I talked to in Europe, they do promo swaps and also stuff like this, being a guest on someone else's show.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, we use the the platform. Instagram and Facebook are two big ones that we use. Um, Twitter, not so much at this point um but the yeah the, the best ways of doing it are things like this where um you you swap some some promotion between a couple of platforms, and that's been uh really good now we're again in all in all aspects of it we're still pretty new at it so. yeah, yeah. i
3: say i'm I'm, I'm very novice still you know working my way through the podcast ranks. but you know brock- Brock's a full time dad you know so like and then you know full time work as well, so time is You know, we we have a hard time even carving out an hour like in in the week. So we do our best to just sort of and then on top of that, you know, creating content that's uh, that's easy to listen to and and entertaining. So, you know, I say we're pretty. Yeah, I'd say we're pretty novice. We're getting our feet wet and trying to figure out uh, a good schedule and a good plan. But we're learning from guys like you by being guests Mm -hmm. on on shows like this.
2: So and do you guys live up the street or would you ever do like a, a remote thing where you're both in your houses or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh we're probably half an hour from each other, I guess. Um so we would do, yeah, we have done multiple remote ones. Okay. Uh, we've tried a variety of different platforms and try and uh, get us something as seamless as possible. So, either Skypes and, and uh, FaceTimes or um, different group chatting, video conferencing that way. We do still have video when we do it because it's still a better interaction for us. And also, the speaking cues is a lot easier to pick up than being strictly audio, like on a phone call. You kind of have a better idea of when the person's done their ideas. So you yeah. you don't cut them. <laughs> um, we, all, we also tried some third-party stuff that there was a fee to it that apparently would re- uh, record each um, each audio input separately and, mm-hmm. and, and locally, and then you can kind of combine them. Yep. Uh, um, I think it was still fairly new when we did it. So uh, it wasn't as seamless as I would have liked, uh, in terms of an editing. So, um, you know, we just kind of set up our, our remote setups to be, uh, the best it can be and as easy as possible. Um, but yeah, I, I, part of the appeal for us is getting together too. So during the summertime, you know, without the whole pandemic situation, we would be weekly getting together at a, a local joint that, uh, you know, we work something out with them, and we bring the podcast there. We record it well, on their patio. Let's plug and- them. Let's plug them. Yeah, yeah. the
3: RX center is a is a local. Um, it's like a it's a multi purpose venue. Mainly sports, but they've got a the, like a field house where you can uh, you can drink and eat after you after you play your sport. So we would go there the field house, I think is actually what it's called.
1: Yeah, the field house. There's yeah. a big patio. So if it's nice out, we're outside and we're kind of surrounded by people who are playing rec sports as well. So, you know, they're they're the people that they're they're our audience. For a lot of it, right, and uh, you know, it provides a nice little uh, atmosphere, uh, background noise of just a lot of you know excitement, sports chatter, you know, people chatting over beers and wings, and um, and that gives us an opportunity to have beers and wings as well. And people ask, (laughs) they see
3: two microphones on a table with a podcast, a a roadcaster, and a couple of laptops. They're curious. They're like, oh, something, something's going on, Uh, and we get confused for radio guys, right? Usually.
1: I didn't even knew you knew
3: that was it. Roadcaster. What it, did I call I it?
1: it? It was right. You were right. Rodecaster. I didn't even yeah, yeah. know you knew anything. Well, from you've, it. T-
3: you've All right. You mentioned it 50 times. Did I? will okay. retain it one. At least <laughs> at some point, I'll retain it. But, uh, right. No. So it provides us with an audience and you know some curiosity by seeing two guys on a micro uh, with microphones in front of them and uh, and a fancy looking gadget thingy, the roadcaster and a couple laptops. So it's a uh, good exposure for us. So we try to get out into the into the community as much as possible, and uh, we have a pretty good. I'd say we have a decent social media outreach so um we do okay in that regard
2: cool very cool so um i've done a lot of research about the video thing and um i'm using this product now called ecamm live have you heard of that
1: i have i think i tried that way back in the day
2: yeah so so what they have brock is they it's 15 bucks a month and um so you can add, you can also almost make it like TV and you can add a roll in of an open of a show and music and it's kind of like the idea of the Roadcaster Pro, but they have this thing called the eCam Call Recorder and that's the only reason why I use it because I can record the tracks to that um, from the video and then they will split out. Like I'm, I'm a video editor by trade, uh, podcasting is pretty new, like a year, Um so I want split track. So I'm, I'm able to move stuff around and cut little things out, little, I'm not getting crazy and cutting out every a um and ah, but there are certain situations where you just want to cut out the other person's stuff and leave my stuff in. Um, right. So that works. And now actually, I just got um, last night approached by a woman from Restream because with Ecamm Live, which is much easier than trying to use this OBS software and the stream software, stream, yeah. stream OBS with YouTube Live or Facebook Live. And I've discovered that the reach is, is further on Facebook. So I'm doing Facebook instead of YouTube. Um, it, the software... Um, What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. The person from Restream, what that does is they uh, send out your live feed. To eight different places. So they send it out to LinkedIn, Periscope on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. I don't even know. But she's going to give me um, a free subscription, which is $20 a month to promote, just put a Restream logo on my broadcast. And I want to check that out because obviously, think about it like television. Like if you go on TV, like I had this guy from the Truth or Consequences podcast, which is a, a true crime pro- podcast, and he gets. Tens of thousands of downloads a month. Um, he went on local TV in Arizona and his downloads just went Phew! like they just exploded from a few hundred to several thousand. So um, it's the Thanks. same thing with this. If you can broadcast yourself out to seven, eight different places at once, especially live, because live puts you at the top of Facebook everywhere or, or at the top of Twitter or at the top of uh, YouTube, whatever. Um, then you're reaching like hundreds of people rather than tens of people. So, so I'm, I'm not I'm not promoting them yet, but um, it's a really interesting idea, and I want to try it out because the more people you reach, the better, right?
1: Hundred percent. That's it. We've been yeah, we've been yeah. wanting to do a couple of live things moving forward too, and um, so yeah, those are great great tips and uh, stuff. We'll definitely look at. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's so much to do. Like even just setting up our interview today takes like an hour because we got to, you know, post to other Facebook groups and, and set up the live and this thing. And it, it's a lot. Um, I'm lucky right now because I'm not freelancing because my freelance stopped because of COVID. Um, so I can do this stuff, but once I go back to work, oh my God, this is just a lot of stuff to do, to do a video and an audio podcast and all this stuff. So, Um, If you can streamline it at some point and just – or if you have people who love your podcast and they want to intern and help you out. or I'm trying to get my 15-year-old son to help me, but he's day trading instead. I'm (laughs) our money
1: in day trading.
2: (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. He's he's doing okay. Um, So are you guys feeling this? Are you guys feeling the explosion of podcasting right now? Because I'll just give you an example. I used to work for TCM, Cartoon Network, and Turner Sports. And Cartoon, I'm sorry, TCM just came out with their own podcast network. And a friend of mine, a a colleague of mine that I know, Angela, she is now the director of podcasts. And I'm looking on all these job boards for video editor jobs, and I'm seeing a ton of podcast jobs, podcast producer, podcast editor Manager, blah, 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 booker. And um, I just feel like, and tell me if you feel the same in, in Canada that the podcast, there's just a lot more jobs, there's a lot more interest. Um, do you feel
1: the podcast explosion that I feel? Um, yeah, there's definitely, I feel the explosion, whether it's specific to Canada um, in terms of looking for jobs and stuff, I can't speak to. But, um, you know, when you see, you know, companies like Spotify acquire Joe Rogan's that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You you see that the big players are making moves. Uh, that along uh, along with uh, again some alumni from uh, from Colgate had had messaged us about uh, you know their father being in the radio business and they were starting their own podcast um, department. And, uh, you know, express some interest in seeing if we were um, interested in, in sort of moving over to that platform. So there, there, you just feel there's a lot of movement and people are starting to uh, embrace podcasts a little bit more. And uh, it seems to be sort of the the choice of media for a lot of people because it's kind of on demand and, you know, nobody wants to wait for things. And live is very much a uh, nice, but there's also a schedule involved. And if it doesn't fit there their listening needs, so having it right at the, the the palm of their hand is something that it seems is uh, the growing want for uh, for the population. Yeah,
3: in Canada here, we have TSN and uh, Sportsnet. Those are our two mm-hmm. main sports channels. And, uh, you know, I, I'd say each each network has their Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. So I think I would have to safely say on TSN, it's Jay and Dan, their show. They have their own podcast, Jay Onright and uh, Dan O'Toole. Yeah, so which um, one's Michael Jordan? Oh, I just want to know. Well, you're call- they're they're, probably, they're Dan o- probably Dan O'Toole. Okay. <laughs>
1: um,
3: but then in, on the Sportsnet side, it's, there, we have Tim and Sid, uh, Sid Sixero? Yeah, I, I can't pronounce their last names. But uh, right. the, again, they're the they're the headliners on their network, and they have their own podcast. So yeah, totally. I mean, uh, even even a couple of uh, hockey guys on TSN, uh, Jeff O'Neill, they have their lunch hour podcast. So. It seems like every single guy on those networks who headline the main time slots have their own podcasts and and they're very successful. I mean, geez, the Tim and Sid podcast is uh, is probably more popular than their Sportsnet show.
2: Yeah. And and I just feel like maybe 5, 10 years ago, everybody had to have a website, but now everyone has to have a podcast. Like all yeah. the financial people… Uh, have podcasts, all the realtors have podcasts, all the companies have podcasts, all the sports teams have podcasts and it 's a really it 's a really interesting thing because you're you 're really inside another person 's head when you 're talking to them you know it 's just you and them, and you 're very focused because you don 't see the video. This is different this what we 're doing right now is different, especially live. Um, Because you're like, should I shave? And Is there too much reflection in my glasses? Um, But um, you don't think about that stuff when you're doing the audio. You're just in it and you're almost like down on the desk and talking to someone. Um, And you're not worried about how you look or, you know, if there's, you know, dish soap behind you or anything like that. Um, So it's just different. But I really do like this because of what both of you, uh, uh, one of you said is that you get to see the reactions of people and, and that they're actually listening to you and that they're, they're done speaking. Yeah. So, okay. um, okay. So we've been, we've been over a lot of stuff guys, but, um, if we can wrap it up with, um, well, two questions. First, do you use any ad sponsors or affiliates with your show?
1: Not currently. No, we've, uh, <clears throat> we've run ads before um, and that's generally more for um, I was for our practice, but also to help promote local businesses that we knew the owners and, you know, they supported the show uh, one way or another, whether it's just listening or spreading the word. And, um, you know, so we've, we've created some commercials early on for, for those type of businesses, but we haven't got into uh, really plugging in, Add things, and I think some of that, to be honest, has to do with, um, you know, we're using Anchor right now for how we distribute and get it to all the, the the platforms, and there is a an ad based revenue generating type thing in there, but mm-hmm. um, it's not available to Canadians at this point, so ah, okay. we sort of pulled that back um, until they figure it out. Um, so that's kind of why we haven't at this point.
2: Yeah. I mean, it all depends on if you, if you're like, Oh, I'm going to make some money on this. Uh, or if you just want to do it for fun and, and, um, for what you're interested in. I saw one guy, he was doing a video podcast and he would have local businesses, business cards pop up like every 10 minutes. And I guess he was charging them 20 bucks to do it or something. <laughs> so, I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can do it, but, but being guests, you know, being guests on other people's podcasts. I've heard letting other people host your show. Uh like if you had a, a sports guy that you liked, or this guy from the Wizards or whatever, and you're like, hey, come and you know, Pep's uh getting uh gallbladder surgery. Come and come and sit in. <laughs> um and then promo swaps. You know, you you guys and I could just make one in uh a 30 second, fifteen second thing and drop it at the beginning of our shows and just run it for a few <laughs> shows or something. So Anything you can do to help other people and and promote your podcast is great, but if you guys can wrap it up with just each of you taking your time and just telling us what kind of advice you have for podcasters, especially sports podcasters, like the kind of time you put in and and make sure you love it and all that kind of good stuff
3: well I'd say if i if I have any advice for anybody who wants to get into sports podcasting it's it's be organized because. A half an hour uh, template can be easily an hour and a half uh, without even blinking. And, uh, you know, Brock and I have tinkered with the idea of shortening and doing like little mini, mini podcasts. Um, We have so much to talk about. We're two guys. We each have opinions on whatever topic we're talking about. So a half an hour is really short. But if you're a solo podcaster, I would say come in organized, have an agenda, take – uh, breaks if you need to uh, to wrap up a segment and just prepare yourself for your show and uh, a lot I've heard a couple of local podcast guys I know who are just like they're lovely guys uh, the, they're I think their intentions are good but their podcasts are a little disorganized it's like a group of guys sitting on the couch and that's cool it's just it's a little disorganized for me so I'd say organize your thoughts know what you're going to talk about have specific topics of the day um, if you're gonna go headlines and you wanna talk about everything under the sun, cool, but call it headlines and let the audience know what you what you have planned. So that would be my advice. Again, I'm a novice, so I'm by no means an expert, but that would just be that's just from my own experience.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, I would echo uh Pierre a lot in terms of the organization and uh you know, in an, in an effort to to keep things structured and sort of on point. Um we do have a tendency of uh of getting not off-topic, but really getting into a topic, because we are passionate about what we what the topics we're talking about. I don't know how many times I can say topic in the last minute, but anyway, <laughs> um, what I would say though is uh, the hardest thing that uh, that I found when we started was actually just starting. Um, you know, and that's from a guy who yeah. was tri- was went with a different idea. We were, I was going to go with that coaching one. Um, and you know, it was something that I I was doing. I enjoyed. That's that's a lot of my my expertise, I guess. Um, but then I just never. I got a few episodes under, but I never really dove into it and and just went. And, uh, I think that would be the biggest hurdle for a lot of people when they're just starting is is really just get going and you're going to kind of learn as you go. You're going to, you know, learn your audience. You're going to learn new things, what works, what doesn't work, what you're comfortable with and what you're not. Just make sure that you start and then, you know, choose something that you enjoy. And then that way it doesn't feel like it's a job or, um, you, you have to put all this effort into it. I mean, Pep and I watch sports all the time, so you know, to discuss it is a natural thing for us. And, uh, because of that, it's been actually, it's been very enjoyable to do these kind of things. It's been fun. I look forward to every episode.
2: Very cool. And do you guys listen to like Bill Simmons or, uh, some oh, of the yeah. ESPN stuff? Oh, yeah.
1: totally.
3: Totally. I love Bill Simmons. One of my favorite guys on, uh, on ESPN, um, thoughts are concise. He's had to, crazy lifetime experience. Like, you know, uh, I think he was working for the Celtics at some point, not for the organization, but following the Celtics, he's got some crazy Larry Bird stories, but, uh, he's a great listen. Yeah, for sure.
1: There's some good ones. Yeah. Solid verbal is one that I, I'm a big college football guy. So that kind of stuff, spit uh, spitting chiclets like those, you know, Pat McAfee's really good. Pat McAfee yeah. is very good. And again, it's, it's the natural sport uh, stories and, and, and stuff behind the scenes that are always great. Um, so, that, yeah, I mean, you can get whatever you want out there nowadays. Are you in Atlanta guy, Sean? Are you, uh, are you- yeah,
2: I'm in Atlanta. And I just wanted to mention to you, I, I have uh, I started with one of those stands. And my uh, pod mic here is not um, – I'm not using it because I can't get a high level on these live broadcasts. And I, I may have to get a new interface. I can't figure it out. I've tried a million things. But this thing here, the ability to just – sort of lean back and, and not all, I was always sitting forward when I was doing my podcast and just, I don't know, my back, my neck was hurting. Um, this thing is crazy. Cool. It's 99 bucks from road and, um, and the pod mic too. Uh, this has a built in pop filter and a built in shock absorber. So it doesn't make any sound, but you just put it right on your desk and you can just move it anywhere and it stays, and uh, and it's totally worth it. I just I, um,
3: I hear you about the back. After about forty minutes, the from my upper neck to my mid back, it just everything seizes from leaning forward. And yeah, I'm sure. I'm at the microphone. Just always
1: having to lean That's like this. That's because doing it off the kitchen counter normally. <laughs> I have those things, not that specific <laughs> one, but I have one when I do it here, which is fine. Like that? Like that? I have the little arm and the, uh, the it? condenser? It's off the table because you're here. All right, and. You know? and the other thing is that we're like squeezing in to make sure we're in his shot. I'm sweating like crazy. Oddly enough, it, oddly enough, I'm not my <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're leading in the shot. OK,
3: okay. you guys I'll are so great. <laughs>
0: let,
2: let me just ask you one more thing for your actual fans, because I posted to your group. What is uh, just quickly five minutes or less? What is your favorite one of your favorite sports stories? Each of you. And then we'll be done. Go ahead. Oh, that's
3: a tough one. That was like a tough one. Personal experience or just, uh, just something I've seen on TV or
2: whatever. How whatever you want, man. Uh,
3: it would have to be the uh, 2005 Steelers uh, uh, playoff run when they were a uh, six seed. They barely snuck into the playoffs, and uh, I, you know, they beat the Bengals after Kimo von Olhoff and rolled over Carson Palmer's knee, and then John Kittner had to come in. They didn't. That Bengals team was really good. They should have beaten the Steelers, but they didn't. And then on to Indianapolis, and we all know what happened there with uh, Paul Romo's interception. So they played on the road three games in a row, destroyed Denver, and then went back to Detroit for Ber- Jerome's uh, final game at home, winning the Super Bowl. That had to be like, geez, I don't know. That was almost more. That was more exciting than the Raptors last year for me. So uh, that gave me goosebumps. That's my personal story.
1: Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to uh, they're, they're just replaying a World Junior Championship. Canada versus Russia from 2009. And I actually had my son in here and I was pitching it as a history lesson because he needed to follow this because that game was classic and the, the goal to last five seconds to, to tie the game. But I would have to go back to uh, – I'm a big Florida Gator fan. I know you must love that being from Georgia. But uh, uh, the first time I actually got to the Swamp to watch a game was uh, on my 30th birthday. My wife had got us tickets and we went down and it was literally uh, I think a week or two following – uh, Tim Tebow's historic speech uh, because they had lost to Ole Miss, whether that fourth and one. And I remember thinking, son of a, I'm going down here. I wanted to see a team that was going to compete. And now they lost the game. Are they out of the national championship talk? And it was LSU in the swamp. We had really great seats. I didn't even sit one second. Mm -hmm. And from the start of that game, I think the third pass was a, was just tipped into Percy Harvin's hands, took it to the house. And Florida never relinquished the lead and dominated from start to finish. But uh, I just remember never sitting uh not being able to speak for about a week after and them going on to win the national championship uh that year so for me that was probably one of my biggest uh uh my biggest one uh green bay i I saw green bay host chicago and my roommate from colgate's cousin is tj lang and he got us tickets and we were up in the box and i ended up sitting next to clay Matthews, senior the whole time senior (laughs) senior and uh i gotta say that was quite the thrill we had a lot of good chats there. Anyway, there's a few things, but it was uh those are my favorite sports stories. Nice. You guys obviously love sports. I'll just
2: add real quick that um growing up sitting next to my grandfather in his den watching the Celtics and I can't tell you how many times, ten, twenty times, where I was like, There's no way. There's no way. They're down by seven. There's three seconds left. There's five seconds left. And Larry Bird would make a shot and get fouled and make two more shots and win the game and I just remember thinking this isn't even possible. Like it's got to be like a deal with the devil or something. There's no. no way that this guy can win this many games. It's impossible. And you
3: know what? You It really was. He, he hurt his back so bad in 86 that how he played for – actually 92. How he played for six more years is remarkable. He played in so much pain his last four mm-hmm. years of his career. It's, it's amazing. That, that they were even in the playoff hunt, let alone, you know, competing for a championship all those years. So, yeah, amazing. So, amazing. Thanks, guys. This has been awesome.
2: Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and do me a favor, share it on social media, share it on Instagram. I'm going to put you guys on LinkedIn and YouTube and promote the crap out of this. So, uh, do the same. And I hope to talk to you guys again soon. And maybe we'll do a promo swap someday or something.
3: Anytime. Yeah. I
2: love it. That's all right. That's great. Keep in touch and take care. Thanks for doing this, man. Thanks, Sean. Okay, take care, guys.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Lights Camera Pro Podcast, where entertainment pros talk about how they made their dream into a career. Go to
2: Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks to Bob Juergens for the Rockin' VO and Joseph McDade for the music. Next week, we have stand-up comedians Kevin Guti and Kevin Israel, who are both hilarious. And they are from the Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast. It's going to be fun. Check it out next week.